eat with your children and try avoid asking, do you like it? Is it yummy? And instead model neutral language like these carrots are crunchy, these chips are salty, this watermelon is red like the strawberries. By using descriptive language, this encourages children to think about the tastes and textures of the foods, which can also help them tap into their hunger cues. This is the M Squared Podcast, featuring author Miranda Mathis. You will hear tips, tricks, and inspiration that will help you raise and educate little ones who are happy, safe, and kind. Enjoy the show. Welcome, and thanks for listening in. I'm Sarah, podcast producer for the incredible Miranda Mathis. Hey, Miranda, glad to be back in here recording again. Yes, I am. I am. (laughs) That's just awesome. I can't wait to, to talk to her. Awesome. Well, today we have Alex Princiata Lowe from AKP Speech Therapy joining us on the show to share some tips to help us out with picky eaters, <laughs> whether it's getting them to eat or just getting them to eat healthier. Kids can definitely make eating a tricky situation. So I'm really looking forward to this. Hey, Alex, thanks for taking the time to join us. Hi. Yes. Thank you for having me. Um, as you mentioned, my name is Alex Princiata Lowe, and my private practice is AKP Speech Therapy. I am a speech language pathologist and pediatric feeding therapist. I, so what I do is I support children that are language delayed or have disorders, and I also support families with children who uh, have picky eaters, or as we like to say, selective eaters. And <laughs> Yes, that's something I'll talk about how uh, we don't want to say picky eaters in front of our children because, you know, if they hear that, most likely they'll, you know, um, act like a picky eater, right? So, you know, we like to use different language around that. Um, And a lot of people don't know that this specialty exists as it is very common for toddlers to go through a picky eating stage. Uh, But if the if the picky eating is impacting the child's life and the family's life and, you know, mealtime is really stressful in a battle, um, or if your child rules out entire food groups or eats less than 20 foods, or if this stage lasts longer than, say, six months, um, there's probably something deeper going on. And that's where you'll want to bring in a professional. And that could be, like I said, a speech-language pathologist um, or also an occupational therapist can specialize in this as well um, because they work with children with sensory differences. So, yeah, that's a little bit about uh, me and what I do. Perfect. Thanks. Well, you know who I am already. I'm Miranda, and we're just going to just jump right in. Yes. So, my first question is, what is something that people often don't understand about how kids eat and why they are selective eaters? Yeah, absolutely. So people don't realize that eating is actually quite complicated. Um, the jaws, lip, lips, and tongue go through developmental stages that are both innate and learned. So for example, as babies, uh, the tongue, the lips, the palate, they work together as one unit. But as the child gets older, uh, they begin to use the jaw, lips, and tongue independent of each other, which is how we chew like adults in this. I know this is a podcast. I'm, <laughs> I can't help but like talk with my hands and show you, but I'm eating in this circular rotary motion. So instead of that munching 
up and down motion. And this is actually a learned behavior. And we do this by, or learn this by observing our parents and other people chew, but also by uh, using the jaw and really working the muscle. Um, also, like I said, as babies, our tongue starts uh, starts going out and in, in and out and in motion. Um, and then it begins to lateralize or go from side to side. And then finally moving vertically. That's how um, as adults, that's how we swallow by bringing our tongue up to the roof of our mouth and going back. So I'll stop getting to sciency with that. Um, I just think it's it's good to talk about because that's, that's yeah, we don't a lot of people don't know that's that's how we eat. And um, so if there's a breakdown in any of these structures or functions of the muscles, um, that could lead to picky eating. Right? We typically don't enjoy doing things that are hard for us, and that. That includes children with eating. Um, and if it's not, if there's not this type of structural or functional reason, um, like a tongue tie or not learning how to properly chew, there could also be uh, a sensory reason why children uh, are selective eaters as well. Wow, such a dynamic answer. I, I <laughs> never thought, you know, even watching you go through the motions and showing us how it's done, the circular motion. Right. And now, wow, I, you know, <laughs> and, and I know probably as a child, I used to probably put everything in my mouth, but, you know, and just have my jaws, whatever they could fit, I would fit in there. But <laughs> I now have an idea why kids can be picky because of some type of, maybe it's pain or there's something going on with the muscles in their mouth. So that's something that parents should look for. Is there, are there signs to look for or something that you could suggest? I know you said about six months of it or something like that, but can you elaborate more? As yes, so for? absolutely. So um, if they are ruling out entire food groups and if you take a look at their foods and they're only eating soft foods, for example, and there's no hard foods in their diet, that would be a red flag for this child didn't prop, didn't learn how to chew properly, um, or what else? If um, they're like pocketing food, if there's food that you see that's in their mouth hours later, they're not like using their tongue to properly clear the food in their mouth. Is that because the tongue physically can't get to parts in the mouth because of um, a tongue tie, which means there's like tissue that's pulling down the tongue where it can't go all the way to the back because that's what we do as soon as we put something in our mouth the tongue brings it to the molars and then we we chew with our molars so that's just a couple of examples and then not to overthink it if your child is not eating more than 20 foods ruling out entire food groups uh, these are the red flags and then to get your child evaluated by a professional they'll they'll be the ones to really look look at you know, things out, but trust your gut. A lot of times parents just kind of know like something's up here. Um, but then a lot of people will say, oh, my, my nephew didn't eat anything except chicken nuggets till he was five. He was fine. So always encouraging parents to trust their gut. Wonderful answer. <laughs> Thank you. I know I probably was a picky eater and I'm probably now still one because I love French fries, hamburgers fried chicken you know I like little things you know just certain specific things I love vegetables though however 
if they love uh, butter and pasta and don't want anything else, but what can we do to encourage kids to eat more healthy things? Yes, so that's true that the children I work with usually do love pasta. Uh, Chicken nuggets is another big one. And like I mentioned before, it's because these foods are easy to chew. And our fast paced culture today is kind of skipping the chewing stage with uh, pouches and processed foods because they don't really require the jaw to truly work. Um, Another, you know, reason why this could be is that uh, eating together as a family is less common because of our fast-paced culture, and this hinders the child's opportunity to watch us chew and eat, right? As I mentioned before, that's that's really how they learn, um, by sitting and watching someone else eat while they're eating. And then to answer your question about um, encouraging food, uh, children to eat healthy, I want to talk about how we can kind of switch that mindset and instead of health focused think about variety variety of different foods and flavors because that's the key that's missing in our picky eaters diets and our selective eaters diets um they 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 have this lack of variety and so if we start to think about how you can make a small change um to your child's food that they eat so changing the shape the brand, the flavor, or even the appearance of your child's food uh, would be helpful in encouraging that increase in variety. So for example, if they're stuck on pasta, maybe you can buy another um, brand or another shape macaroni to introduce some variety. And then another big thing to think about is exposure. We don't want to give up on the foods that your child says no to because rarely do even our quote unquote, best eaters, try a new food for the first time and like it. It actually takes our bodies 10 times to decide if we like a new food. Um, So if we don't offer the food again, we're taking away their opportunity to like a new food. And then one more tip I have um, for thinking about, you know, not really the, the healthy foods, but really increasing variety is to offer three foods at a time. Um, because by offering three foods, the child has you know, some control in what, you know, to eat on their plate. Uh, I personally wouldn't like, you know, each meal to just be one food in front of me. Um, And it's the same with children. They want, you know, a little bit of uh, variety on their plate as well. Um, And a lot of times it's about like control. And so, you know, by having three different foods, it can help with that kind of power struggle there. Um, And then a nice rule is always to have the two foods on the plate be a food that your child already eats. And then the third food is a, we call it learning to like food. So that's their, that new food that's being introduced. And again, it's very similar to a food that they already like. Okay. All right. I like that. I like that. But what, what are some fun foods or food combos you have parents having success with? Any favorite or easy recipes you can share with us? Yeah, absolutely. So I'll start off by saying I've had a lot of luck, or not luck because it's we're, we're working for these foods. We've had a lot of success with uh, fruits, with sweeter foods, because we're actually born uh, preferring sweet foods as breast milk and formula is sweet, where we have to really learn to like vegetables. And that's from that exposure, like I had mentioned. 
but you know, every child is different and has different preferences. So a general rule is to, like I said, introduce new foods that is very similar to a food they already like. So if your child eats uh, green apples, try green pears. If your child loves peanut butter sandwiches, try a different uh, brand of bread or a different nut butter. Um, on my Instagram, I have a cute post. Um, it's at AKP underscore speech therapy. There's a, just a picture of all different kinds of toasts, um, a piece of bread with different spreads on it and little faces like cats and owls. And, and, um, so that's something very simple because, you know, we're all very busy. And mm -hmm. I think of, of course it's a, it's a great idea to try different recipes and everything, but just think of it very simple too. Uh, some recipes that have been successful with families I work with involve the parent and child making something together, like a piece of toast that looks like an animal. So for example, blueberries for eyes, bananas for ears, uh, and with some type of spread on the toast. And it's always best to introduce one new food at a time. So if your child already eats toast and peanut butter and bananas, maybe blueberry would be the new food, or as we call it, uh, the learning to like food. Um, and let's see what else. Uh, to introduce vegetables, families I've worked with worked with have had success with adding broccoli or cauliflower or avocado to smoothies. Uh, it's even better if you make the smoothie together because it takes away that pressure and it's more about just having fun together. Maybe you're trying some of the food before you put it in. And also, you don't want to think about like sneaking vegetables into the child's food. You want to be open about it so they trust you during mealtime and aren't nervous to try something. Everything is out in the open. They know what you've put in there. Um, and you can also sweeten vegetables by baking them with cinnamon or dipping them into applesauce. And another big success is to use dips uh, to introduce new foods. I've seen Many toddlers try vegetables for the first time because they happily dunk them into ketchup. Um, I would want to yuck somebody's yum. If your child likes ketchup, go with it. And maybe they're just eating the ketchup for a while without touching the vegetables. That will be normal. But again, by continuing to expose your child to these combinations and um, using dips as like that bridge has been uh, definitely successful with families. Other little dip combinations are apples and peanut butter, honeys and yogurt. Um, yeah, so thinking about how you can kind of bring out fruits and, and vegetables in, in different ways and making like ice cream, um, using fruits and milk and then freezing it. Um, yeah, not, not going crazy, just thinking, you know, how can we make this fun and do it as a family? Wonderful, wonderful. Um, I know you uh, you mentioned earlier a, a website. Can you say it again? It was something underscore. Oh, yes. My Instagram is AKP underscore speech therapy. Okay. I put little tips on there and um, little posts and pictures on what you guys can do at home. Great, great. You'll, you'll mention it again at the end of this podcast. And I have just one more question. I noticed on, in one of your Instagram posts, you mentioned something about presenting food with labels to kids. Can you tell us a little more about that? Right, yeah. So um, 
A psychologist actually found that picky eaters will often get fixated on the label. So it's recommended to present food without the label. So on a neutral plate or placemat. Um, imagine if a brand changes its packaging and then your child no longer wants to eat one of the foods that is all in all, their already you know, limited diet. So we don't want that. And then it's also easier to present a, a favorite snack with other foods on the plate or in a cup, because remember, um, they can't really try new foods if they don't have exposure to new foods. So by offering, you know, three foods at a time, uh, you're constantly giving your child more opportunities to be an adventurous eater. Wonderful. I like that. I really do. Well, we're running out of time. So I am going to turn this over to my wonderful podcast producer, but thank you so much for coming on and sharing with us your, your all this information. I'm sure parents are definitely going to want to hear this. I know I am. I, I love it. So I know. Yes. Thank you I so much it. for having me. I think oh, absolutely. Absolutely. it's not common knowledge. So I love to share because I always see people's kind of faces light up like, oh, wow, that makes a lot of sense. It's exactly. we're not really taught these things. Yeah. So, and, and it's, it's simple things. That's what's great about it. It's something simple that you, you could do at home. You, you could say, oh, I could do that. Yeah, I'm going to try right. this. You know? So I, I love it. Well, Sarah, I'm going to hand it over to you. Thank All you right, so thanks. much. Yes. <laughs> I do love the, the tip about uh, mixing veggies into the smoothies. It reminded me of what my mom used to do because she would mix a bunch of veggies into our pasta sauce because we loved pasta and very, we were very picky so she even got my friends eating it we called it yucky pasta but it was ironic <laughs> because we actually really loved it oh <laughs> I my love friends that to this day they still like ask does your mom still make yucky pasta <laughs> another success story that yep it worked. I love that. <laughs> um, so before we wrap up, um, please tell us just a little bit more about your, your passion, your mission, your business, um, where people can connect with you. I know you already shared your Instagram, but if you have a website or something else you want to share. Yeah, absolutely. So my private practice is called AKP Speech Therapy. Um, I am physically in Los Angeles, California, but I am from New York. I moved here during COVID. Um, and my clients, a lot of my clients stayed with me. So um, we do provide telehealth services in many, in a few states, primarily California and New York. And um, yeah, I love, my mission is just to help parents in regards to food. Cause you know, I also have language as a whole other part mm -hmm. of my practice, but just sticking to food for now. Um, I love to help parents and families just feel empowered to help their children become adventurous eaters. Like I said, it's not really common knowledge. And as a new mom myself, there's so much that we're constantly learning and researching ourselves and Googling. Um, so I love to just help families feel empowered. And uh, we offer family coaching um, or a full evaluation of your child. We watch the child eat. The family records a little video of the child eating just to see if there are, you know, something, something else that's going on. And we make the proper referrals. Maybe it's an ENT or a doctor or, um, because 
eating is so complicated. Often we do need to bring other professionals in, or maybe I give a few tips like I did today, and then we see improvements there. So every child is different. We have to find the root of the problem. Why is your child not eating? Um, and like I said, I mostly active on my Instagram, which is at AKP underscore speech therapy. And then I'm also involved in an app. It's not my app. It's, it's called Little Lunches, um, but I am one of the professionals that uh, they brought on. It's um, a meal planning app, but it also has, like I said, professionals that have these short little videos, like I'm on it, talking about um, how to teach your child how to use a straw or tips on picky eating. Um, it's And they're in English and Spanish and there's blogs. And I'm actually really excited when my little babies once we start to introduce solids, because I'm going to use the app myself, and that's called Little Lunches. Awesome. That sounds super helpful. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and also, okay, last thing, we love to give people something kind of quick and easy that they can try out this week, whether it's parents or teachers, if you have just a quick little suggestion that people can try this week, I'd love to hear it. Yes, absolutely. So um, the first Tip is don't give up on foods that your child says no to, right? Rarely do even the best eaters try a new food for the first time and like it. So again, you want to continue to expose. Maybe you print out a little or just make notes to yourself and have a little exposure chart that can visually help you keep track of how many times you've offered that food. Oh, um, okay. Because with our selective eaters, sometimes they need to be exposed to a food like hundreds of times. So <laughs> be patient. It does. It does. It takes a lot of patience. Um, another tip is to eat with your children and try avoid asking, do you like it? Is it yummy? And instead model neutral language. Like these carrots are crunchy. These chips are salty. This watermelon is red, like the strawberries. By using descriptive language, this encourages children to think about the tastes and textures of the foods, which can also help them tap into their hunger cues. Great point. Awesome. Great. Thank you so much. Yes, you're welcome. Well, this is an awesome chat. I really appreciate you making the time, especially as a new mom. I know that's got to be really hard, um, but we really, really <laughs> appreciate having you on here. And we might have to have you on again, if you're willing to maybe talk about some of the speech side of things. Um, yes. Because we haven't covered that yet. So um, for those listening in, please share this episode with a friend who might appreciate or benefit from it. Thank you so much, Alex. And thank, thank you. Miranda. Thank you. Have a great day and enjoy that little baby. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Head over to msquarebooks.com where you can find all the latest books and hear about upcoming events like live readings. See you next time.